those who were invited were not worthy. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding, had, the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came and to see the guest, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servant, bind him hand and foot, take him away, cast him into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. We've been talking about a subject I entitled dressing for a successful year, dressing for a successful decade. Hallelujah. Um, the last verse we read was that the man, the last two couple of verses, verse 12 says that the man said to the, the king said to the man, how did you come here without a wedding garment? How did you come into a successful year without dressing for it? How did you come into a successful decade without preparation? You see, your dressing is your preparation. Hallelujah. I see your dressing is your preparation. How many have gone somewhere before in the afternoon? You were at home, you were loitering around, maybe cleaning and doing it, tidying up. But when the time came to go to the, the place, you took a bath, you changed your clothes, you did your makeup, and you went away, isn't it? Because you have to dress for the occasion or dress for the place you are going. Hallelujah. In the same way, God expects us to dress for the occasion or dress for the year that you are entering in. Amen. To dress means to prepare. Hallelujah. I said to dress means what? To prepare. I gave you a few reasons or a few things about dressing. But I want us to go straight to our main text or the text we've been using the la since last week. Ephesians chapter 10. 6, sorry. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Uh, we are looking at the scripture that says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. So, so, turn to your neighbor and tell them, Be strong in the Lord. Oh, tell them like you mean it. Be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. It takes strength to be successful. Amen. I say it takes strength to be successful. Success is not an accident. Success is deliberate. Hallelujah. Success is planned. Amen. You plan for success. Anybody who has had a distinction didn't get the distinction by accident. They plan for it. Amen. So finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Amen. He says put on the whole armor, which means that sometimes you can dress without putting the whole armor of, of God on. Amen. You can be partially dressed. Hallelujah. You can be partially dressed. If, for instance, you put on your blouse, you put on your, your makeup, you put on your shoes, and you forget your skirt. It, it won't be very nice when you get out there. I, I, you get what I'm saying? People will think that there is something wrong with you. You put on your, your shirt, you put on your tie, you put on your jacket, you put on your trousers, you put on your belt, you put on your socks, but you forget your shoes. 
Somebody will look at you and say, there is something wrong with this guy. Why? Because he has left something out. Hallelujah. If you are somebody who wears glasses, you put on everything and you forget your glasses at home. You may not have a very good day. Especially if you're, you, you use a very thick lens. Am I making sense? So you see, you can be partially clothed. That is why the scripture is saying that put on the whole armor. Complete the armor. Don't put half. Amen. Which means that there is a tendency to put on half of the garments. Amen. And that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. What he's trying to say is that if you don't put on the whole armor, there is a likelihood that you won't be able to stand against the walls of the enemy. Amen. Whatever you leave out, Satan will use it to your defeat. Whatever you leave out of the whole armor, Satan will use it as a weakness to come and attack you. Am I making sense to somebody? So he says, put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. To be able to completely stand against the walls of the devil, you need total package, total armor on and effective. Amen. Verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in, the, in heavenly places. Therefore, somebody say therefore. Because of the type of enemy you are dealing with. You see, when they say something is wicked, it means that it doesn't spare. Are you with me? They are devils and they are wicked devils. Uh, I don't know whether you, you got what I said. I said they are devils and they are wicked devils. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? A, a wicked devil is not the same as a devil. See, the, the, when Jesus was talking about the man that had an unclean spirit that was cast out. He said the man had a, 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 an unclean spirit that was in him. We never heard Jesus say that that, that unclean spirit made the man, you know, lunatic. Maybe that spirit made him lie once or twice or steal, petty, uh, stealing here and there. But it was not a very wicked spirit. But when that spirit went out and walked around waterless places and came back and found the place swept, he said that he brought, he went and invited seven more demons, more wicked than him. They are more wicked, ones. They are more wicked than the, the first demon. So at the last, the, the man's state was worse than before because this time he was dealing with wicked devils. More wicked. Amen. More wicked devils. Because we are dealing with wicked wickedness, a spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places, you have to therefore, because of that, verse 13, therefore, put on or take on the whole armor that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having gathered your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking on the shield of faith which, with which you will be able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked, of wicked one. 
and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Hallelujah. Have you got my image? Okay, put on my image. If you have my image, just put it on. Okay, and enlarge it a little bit. Okay, so can you see? Is it, is it clear enough? All right, so this is a Roman soldier. Amen? And we started last week by talking about putting on the belt of truth. Amen? We said truth is what holds everything together. Amen? I said truth is what holds everything together. So put on truth. In fact, truth is God. Amen. I said truth is what? God. It's God who can never lie. Let all man be a liar and let God be true. If God calls a lie out, then that lie becomes truth. Oh, I don't, understand. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Are you with me? If God says something, that thing he says is truth. Amen. And last week I said to you that make sure you never ever lie to yourself. In this year, in this decade, be honest. Especially to yourself. Am I making sense? Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Some of us, we lie so much, we don't tell ourselves the truth. You know what you are doing in some way. You know you are being lazy. You know you are being wicked. You know. In fact, you look at the mirror and you know you are wicked. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. That is the people. Am I making sense? Yeah. You know you are very cunning. You are very devious. Don't you, you You are always trying to get one advantage over somebody. You're always trying to gain something over somebody. When somebody's doing something, you copy it, and then you, or you spoil their person's thing, and that, just so that yours will be better. You know, if you have that such attitude, look in the mirror, and be honest with yourself, and say, listen, I need to change this. Hallelujah. The reason is that nobody who is two-faced, nobody who is always trying to be cunning and, and uh, devious, nobody who does that succeeds in life. In the long run, you will lose out. Are you with me? If you don't lose out today, you lose out tomorrow. If you want to have good success, be honest. Amen. Hallelujah. Then we went last week to talk about the breastplate. Someone said breastplate of righteousness. Amen. There's a scripture in Proverbs 4.23. It says that guard your heart with all diligence for out of your heart are the issues of life. Amen. Out of your heart comes the issues of life. The breastplate guards the vital part of the person. Your torso. Are you with me? Your, your torso. When, that, that's from your neck to your belly. Or your groin area. It is, that is where all the vital organs. You see, if I cut your hand, you won't die. If I cut your leg, you will not die. Are you with me? If, if I hit your head, 
You may not necessarily die. If I cut your ear, you will not die. But if I come and put a knife anywhere near here, the likelihood of you surviving is very, very small. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So he says that you need the breastplate of righteousness. Your heart is one of the things that you must guard diligently. Amen. I told you last week that, you know, some of us, the things that we allow people to talk to us about, the things that people tell us, it enters our heart whether we know it or not. The Bible talks about a, a man called Solomon who was the wisest man that lived. This man said that beginning of wisdom is to fear God. He feared God. He was, if I described this as a preacher, he was the preacher. Are you, are you with me? But when he grew and he became um, successful and popular and he started marrying women from places God told them not to marry, the Bible says that the many wives and concubines that he had, they vexed his very soul. Are you with me? How did the women vex his soul? By the things they were saying. Taka, 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 taka. Oh, no, no, you stop it. I don't, no, no, I don't. No, 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 I don't, no. You see, this, this God you are serving, he's not, no, 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 this God, this, no, no, this God, no. You see, it doesn't matter how much you brush it aside. Over a period of time, it affects you. That's right. Am I talking to somebody? I used a, a water last week. I said that if you have clean water, all this, this side is clean water, right? And you have this blue bit as poison. If you introduce poison as little as this into this clean water, the whole water becomes poisonous. In the same way, if you allow somebody to just give you a little dose of poison, it, it poisons the whole, you know, oh, this church, this church, this church, this church, that little, it poisons all the seven years you have been in the church. Hallelujah. Yeah, that small thing, that small thing, you sometimes, it's like it's said in passing. Is said in person. So Jesus said that be careful how you hear. Be careful. It's not everything you have to allow somebody to talk to you about. Do you understand what I'm saying? If somebody was wooing on your foot, would you stand there and make the person finish wooing before you move your foot? I'm asking somebody a question. Who is going to answer that question for me? Give me a little bit of a volume on this phone. If, if, if somebody was, was about to wee I mean, was about to wee wee on your, on your, on your legs, would you stand there? In the same way, when somebody starts to talk, it's the same as verbal diarrhea. It's the same as verbal wee-weeing on you. Oh, this, 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 the pastors who have come here, they are all thieves. No. Listen, just as you will not allow anybody to wee on you, don't allow the person to talk to you. You know, stop the person. If you are going to talk to me about this type of thing, never ever talk to me. Yeah. Listen, your ears, what you hear. Jesus said, it's not what, what a man eats 
or drinks or takes into him that destroys him, but it's what comes out of him. How did the thing get into you in the first place to come out? Your eye gate, your ear gate, your nose gate, your mouth gate, your skin, your feeling. That, that you have feeling. You feel that you are not liked. Nobody has said anything. All of a sudden, your skin feels, I am not liked. And then because of that feeling, now you start to watch. Anything that is said, anything that is done, you interpret it some, in another way. Are you with me? And you see, the, your point of view really is determined or is by the, the standpoint with which you are viewing. If you view from a place of, I'm not liked, they don't like me. Everything you see is like, they don't like you. Are you with me? And everything will go to confirm the fact that you are not liked. And it may be that that's not the case. There are some people who have a chip on their shoulder. I remember my, my nephews, you know, I used to have, uh, every weekend I'll go and bring my nephews and nieces to come and spend the weekend in my house. You know, I was a bachelor uh, at the time. I always go and bring them. And when I brought them, my, uh, there were three of them. They say, oh, they don't like us. You know, in school, they, they were in, in uh, what do you call it, year seven, year eight. They don't like us. The teachers don't like us because we are black. I say, hey, never ever have that in your mind. Do you know why? Because that will put a chip on your shoulder. And you behave in a certain way. Because I'm not like, I have to really show off. Because I'm not like, I have to be disturb the class. Because I'm not like, I have to be stubborn. Because I'm not like, I have to, because I'm not like anyway. No. You are not going to be like because of this attitude. Not because you are black. Are you with me? Yeah. Don't allow your, friend, your friends, your friends to tell you, you, you know, we, because you are black, you can't, you won't go far. No, 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 no. No, it's not true. I say it's not true. How come? How come? You see a certain type of black kids and a certain type of white kids. It's almost as if the, the white kids always do better. End up in university than the black kids. The black kids, they'll be in a class. Primary school, they were doing as good as the, the white kids. As soon as they get to uh, first year, second year, third year, then they start talking amongst themselves. Then I want to be a footballer. I want to be a basketballer. You see, they just mess about with GCSE. And really, if they said they want to play football, they never go to play. They always keep practice. You find them always hanging around the, in the city center in Brigade and that. When you ask them, ask for me, I, I don't want to be, I'll be a footballer. Meanwhile, footballers start at the age of six and they're always in the, on the training ground. You are not on the training ground all the time. Uh, you, are, you are hanging around Brigade all the time and you say that you are going to be a basketball player. You say you are going to be a, a footballer. I, I, I mean, I remember Kiran used to bring a lot of them to the house. And he'll bring them, you know, all his friends, he'll bring them to the house. You know, when he was going through those early teenage years, he'll bring them. I looked at them, I told Kiana, listen, these guys, they are going nowhere. 
One day I told them that, I told him, this is your friends, this one, two, three, four, if you follow them, you end up the same way. Be, ask him right now where all of them are. Not one of them went to uh, university. Not one of those guys. And they were like, I'll go, to, I'll go and play football. I'll go, they are, they, one says, I'll go and play in America. I'll go and basketball in America. They are working in uh, McDonald's here. Uh, no, I'm not being funny. I, I use me. But you see, it's what you allow into your eyes, into your ears. It, it gives you a certain, it makes you, it makes you become that if you are not careful. One day Kiran came, he said that he won't go to school again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came. He said he won't go to school again. He wants to be a producer. Producer of music. And he says that he'll be writing film scores and and everything. So he wants to stop school now. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> then I, I sit, sit in a car. Then he sat in a the car. Then we went on a drive. Me, just me and him. But at the time, when he said that to me, I was like, should I do what Kwame Ando would have done to him? <laughs> You know, that's my father. <laughs> you know, we only call him that when he's angry. <laughs> so I was thinking, should I do what Kwame Ando would have done to this guy? You know, it's like, you, by the time you finish, <laughs> you will forget what, how to spell football or, or music. <laughs> you know, but I said, no, let, let, me, let me take him. So I put him in the car. Then I said, oh. So who are some of the musical producers that you look up to? They say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentioned Tupac. I knew I was going to mention Tupac. I said, Tupac has a, a university degree. Do you know that? And he said, no, no, no. I said, check it. Tup uh, not Tupac, uh, what's the name? P. Diddy or P. whatever. His, yeah, Puff Daddy. That was the name he mentioned, Puff Daddy. I said, Puff Daddy has a college degree. He went to university. He said, no, 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 no. I said, go and check it. I said, I don't care what you want to do with your life when you grow up. But when what you do, college degree always gives you a little level of intelligence that you don't necessarily have at a certain level. It gives you, it just teaches you how to think and how to manage. It is not anything else. All the things, all the degree of this degree, it doesn't matter. Really, the basis of it that it teaches you how to think. And I was saying to her, if you want to be a pastor and you have a college, a university degree, it teaches you how to think and improve. Your gift alone will only take, bring you up to this point. A little bit of education will take you higher. It will enhance what you are doing. So if you want to do music and you have a university or college degree, your music level goes up. So I don't, you can be, you want, you write scores of music, I don't have a problem with it. I, I, you want to do music, it's fine. Whatever you want to do, I want, I say to you, let's, let's have an agreement. You just finish university. Then after that, you want to do PDD, I don't care. <laughs> we left the, 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 the story. I think he went and did his research. Then one day he said to me, I didn't know that this person also has a degree. Then you mentioned Dr. Dre. And then you mentioned this person. They started, now he started researching and saw that these guys are not idiots. <laughs> because there are some who are uh, at a certain level. 
They are all producers and but they don't go far. But the ones who have who have a certain name and have a certain all of them are not idiots. When you check, they realize that these guys, you know, the basketball people, the ones we know, they all have college degrees. Because we're all found in the universities. So you say you want to be a basketball star and you are in Abbey Grange, uh, year, whatever, uh, six, year, what, eight. This year, you say you have finished school. No, somebody will write a contract. And for the rest of your life, you will not get one pound. Because you will never understand the contract they put in front of you. They say sign here. You will sign like an idiot. And that's it. You sign your life away. Because you can't read. When you read, you understand. Yeah. You know, like, uh, was it yeah, Friday or Saturday, uh, Thursday, uh, Minister Mike was leading and said, so if he talks about uh, geographical, physical, we will not. I said, what are you? We are not idiots. Say it. We'll you say it, we we'll understand. Because at least we have college degrees. Understand. We have done masters. We can understand up to a certain point. We may not know the subject, but you, you can't treat us as idiots. You can't bamboozle us with this. And when he said the things I said, like, ah, with this one, I said, we won't understand. What are you talking about? He's trying to confuse. No, 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 no. You can't just confuse us with this. Are you with me? If you don't have a certain level of education, you'll be confused by people. Yeah. Lawyers will use some kind of uh, words, big, big words, before you realize you've signed your life away. So guard your heart. Guard your ears. Don't let people take you to the, to the wrong place. Hallelujah. I said to my, 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 my nephews, listen, that thing that they say that because you are black, you can't do that. Said, Don't ever mention it in front of me again. Then I started showing them black businessmen and what they have achieved, how many white people they employ in this country. I started showing them. Did you know that Iceland was owned by a Nigerian? Iceland is owned by a Nigerian. There are a lot of companies that are owned by black people. But you see, it's not widely known because you you only know the negatives. Hallelujah. Are you want to be, do you want to be a statistic or you want to be somebody who is, who is different? Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. You want to be a footballer? Put some college degree in there. Socrates, how many of you had Socrates before? The Brazilian footballer. He was a medical doctor. And he was one of the best footballers. Who says that you have to finish a GCSE when you're a footballer? Those who finish a GCSE when they're a footballer, when they finish their football career, they don't have anything else. Those who have a, a, a education, when they finish, they are the ones sitting in the media. They are the ones we hear of. They are the ones managing teams. Because they use the money and the resources they gain to do things for, the, for, 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 for themselves. Those who do, have you not heard this poor Gascoigne and all those people, they made so much money. What happened to the money? They, they are broke. Why? Because they could not manage it. They didn't have the intellectual cap- capability to manage the world that came. I can list a whole uh, number of uh, uh, sports people 
who got so much money and lost everything because they didn't have managerial skill. Amen. And I can list a lot of people who are not very, very uh, skillful on the, on the field, but the small the money they got, they made so much out of it. So guard your heart. The next one, let's go to the next one quickly. My time's up. The next one is what? So we talked about the breastplate of righteousness. The next one is your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Now look at the, sh- the, the, the feet. Have you seen the guy? Have you seen what he's wearing? In those days, the roads that they walk on were cobblestones. They were filled with bottles and filled with uh, tongues and things on the, on the way. So part of the armor as, as a, a soldier is to have the proper shoe. You know, we are looking at this type of shoe and it looks like, oh, it's just a normal sandal. But in those days, this was like the Wellington boot, if you like. Are you with me? This was the thing that absorbed the, 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 the pains and the blisters. And the, because those days, when you are going to war, let's say the war is happening in London and you are from Newcastle. You have to walk from Newcastle to London. And they don't just walk leisurely. They are marching with their... They go, All the way. By the time you get to London, your feet will finish. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you don't have shoes on, in the same way, in life, as we walk on, the, on, on life's journey, we come across incidents and accidents, blisters and things, and if you don't take care, one head on your toe will cripple you. Hallelujah. I know of uh, somebody who had diabetes and they hit their small toe against a table and then it became blood king. It became because diabetes that didn't give you, you don't have insulin. So the blood doesn't stop flowing and then became gangrenous and in the end they had to cut the leg. Because of that small blister on the small, the small little toe, the whole leg had to be chopped off. In the same way, if you don't have shock absorbers, do you understand? The word of God is like a shock absorber. It absorbs you. You hear something. So you can hear a, a news, and that news, if you don't take it, can cripple you. Amen. You see somebody you highly respect and that person just falls. And that thing just cripples your ears and scandal about something. It can incapacitate you if you don't have shock absorbers. If you don't have shoes on. Let your feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Which means that when you wear that, that thing, the first thing that is that it insulates you from shocks. And the next one is that it leads you to preach the gospel. The Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Amen. It's beautiful to have 
the word and to have a testimony to stand on. In spite of all the shocks, in spite of all the hurts, in spite of all the blisters that life throws. Amen. Can I give you one more? The next one is what? Is it a shield of faith? The shield of faith. Amen. With which you quench all the fairy darts of the enemy. Shield of faith. Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6 Because anyone that comes to God must first know that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Your faith is your shield. Amen. Go back to the picture. Let me show you something. You see, this guy's shield, some, you see, sometimes their shield is, is bigger than the, what this guy is wearing, is holding. Sometimes the shield is the whole height of the person. With the shield, they push the enemy. And with the shield, any uh, attack is stopped by the shield. Are you with me? So they don't, they don't just only block the onslaught of the enemy, but they can use the shield to push the enemy away. Your faith can push Satan away. Your faith can push doubt away. Your faith can push failure away. Your faith can push, you know, when they say no, your faith can push the door open. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? Everybody is saying no. Everybody is failing. Your faith can push that door open so that you go in and you alone be successful because of your faith. Listen, let us not joke with the faith we have in God. That's why it's very important to have testimonies and to share your testimony because your testimony does two things. Your testimony builds your own faith and your testimony builds the faith of others. When David went to uh, uh, Saul, he said that I was keeping my father's sheep in the backside of the desert. A lion and a bear came and I took hold of the beard and I tore the lion into two and I smote the bear. The God that delivered me from the mouth of the lion and the mouth of the bear, the same God would deliver me from the hand of this uncircumcised Philistine. In the same way, what he's trying to say is that, you see, if you have faith of what God has done for you in the past, of what God did yesterday, that faith will make you be able to face what the, the, the is coming now and what will come tomorrow. Am I making sense? So you, you, you have to have that shield on all the time. Never ever lose your faith in God. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't leave your faith at home. Oh, pastor, yes, uh, let's put the Bible aside. Pastor, it's true, but it's true, but, you know, that true is true, but is, you know, the doctor comes to give you a bad news. And then all of, all of a sudden you believe the report of the doctor. How many doctors have given a misdiagnosis? But all of a sudden it's like the doctor's voice is louder, stronger, and bigger than the voice of God. All of a sudden, you leave your faith at home. When you are being encouraged, oh, pastor, you don't understand. Let's, be, let's face fact. It's like my matter is serious. They've given me one month to live. 